What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, June 22nd, 2017. You guys listening to episode number 312. I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody had a uh, nice time in between shows and uh, is enjoying, I guess, what is the first day? First day of summer. Yesterday was the longest day of, I guess, sunlight of the year. Uh, and we, as a family, the Verzi family, um, we utilized it. We we went out. We did stuff last night. We had a great time. We had a great time as a family last night. Uh, you know what I love that we do? We don't give a fuck. Friday, Saturday, days of the week don't matter in my family, you know? We'll go out. We'll go out to a big dinner on a Monday. We went out to a nice dinner last night. We just go out. We'll go out. We'll go get fucking frozen yogurt together. It's not... It's just... It's fun, and I like that. I always liked that as a kid when, like, my parents would do that. So that's what we did uh, yesterday. Beautiful weather. 70-something degrees when it's 9 o'clock at night is fucking perfect. And um, we've uh, we've been finally having normal, I guess, normal weather for this time of year. So that's, uh, so that's good. Um, I have a ton of stuff to talk about on the show today. I saw a movie. Uh, I got an unacceptable which it's kind of one and the same this week, so I'm going to probably be doing the movie review and the unacceptable <laughs> very early on in the show, because uh, like I said, they're one and the same this week. I got fucking annoyed, everybody. I got really annoyed, okay? I did. I'll get into that. Um, obviously, uh, your guys' unacceptables, um, and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in sports. The NBA draft is today. There is absolute turmoil going on in the Knicks organization. There are uh, a lot of unhappy people, a lot of crazy rumors going on with what's going to happen with this uh, with this draft and all these trade talks. So we got that. Uh, just everything. Just a full, full-fledged packed TVE for you guys for uh, installment 312. So sit back, relax, wherever you may be, in your car, at your cubicle, at the gym, sitting down, being a judgmental cunt, wherever, whatever you're doing. I hope you uh, you enjoy this. Uh, you enjoy this episode. I have an amazing story, an amazing story. Uh, actually, I got a couple of stuff to talk about too. But I have a really funny story about uh, smoking a cigar with somebody recently. So <laughs> I'll get into that. But first, before we start the uh, Verzi Effect podcast, I have no choice, everybody, but to shout out my um, my sponsors. Uh, and, uh, you know, I have the best sponsors and the new sponsor, which I want to talk about because they sent me something. That's right, everybody. Chassis. Okay. Premium body powder. Okay, man care for down there. This is a powder for men. Down there, it will keep you dry. It is incredible. It has a, a, a hydro shield technology, which is like, even when like it's on your hands and you wash your hands, you could just see how dry. It uh, protects you all day against sweat, chafing, and odor. All right, and it really, I've been using this product all the time. Okay, why not get a bottle of this? It will last you three to four months, one bottle, use it every day. And I can tell you firsthand when you get out of the shower and you put this down there, okay, 
Uh, you, like I said, you fucking, you will be fresh balls like you never had, dry down there, all of that. Unbelievable. Okay? Um, it is absolutely 1,000% a must when you get out of the shower. Put it this way. When you start using this product, you're going to be like, how could I have been such an animal to just put on underwear after I got out of the shower? And even though you're clean and anything like that, this is just another level. Well, the fine people over there at Chassis, man care for down there, everybody. All right? You know you could buy it on um, ChassisForMen.com. Okay? That is C-H-A-S-S-I-S for men.com or on amazon.com they have sent me the uh, five in one uh shower primer first line of defense okay uh multi-benefit powder extract blend okay and this product and i thank you they sent me this nice gift bag this nice bag i got i got an extreme cream here which uh soothes any kind of you know irritation, uh, it helps, uh, prevent chafing and all that stuff, so they sent me the, the, uh, extreme cream, which you could see on their website, they also sent me the shower primer, they sent me a couple more bottles of the powder, and I even got my, uh, chassis, uh, t-shirt here, so, uh, these people are fucking awesome, they sent me just so much stuff here, and, um, yeah, and the t-shirt is the softest t-shirt, I swear to God, this is the softest t-shirt, I've ever felt in my life, and it says friction-free uh, chassis. Guys, I'm telling you right now, check out this product, and it, it contains no talc, it contains no aluminum, no power bands, no menthol, nothing, nothing that is harmful. It is just an unbelievably fine, soft powder that uh, is amazing and will make you feel fresh down there like never before. So please check out Chassis, man care for down there. Get it on uh, chassis, uh, chassisformen.com or Amazon. Uh, and thank you guys so much. If you guys are listening, I'm sure the sponsors listen. All right. Um, but if you guys are listening, thank you so much, dude, for the packages and for the, for the T-shirt and everything. I really love the product. And I got people reaching out to me telling me that they heard about the product and uh, that they want to use it too. Some people were like, man, I heard that and I want to I use it. So this is, this is amazing and I'm going to be spreading the word. I would be spreading the word if, if, if these guys weren't my fucking sponsor. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even bullshitting. That's how great this shit is. Um. You know, again, outside, 90 degree weather, throwing the ball around, having a catch, everything. It's all, it's all good. Um, it's like, I want to like show people my balls. Like, just be like, look, you believe this shit? Like, look at, um, all right. Also, City Living Dog, everybody, go to citylivingdog.com, Coach Mike, City Living Dog Services. Okay. Amazing, amazing, um, YouTube channel. You could watch Coach Mike. And what he does with all these dogs. Uh, he recently, I believe, did a um, a recent... I didn't get a chance to see it, but I saw something that said he had a Facebook uh, live post or, or, you know, maybe there was just another video up there. But I could tell you he's uh, great at what he does. And um, he, uh, he's been working with these dogs for like 18 years. And he's really... Uh, the guy understands the language of dogs. So please check out City Living Dog... Um, dot com and check out his Facebook, all of his social media, YouTube and all that stuff. And, uh, you will not be disappointed. Ask him questions and he can definitely help you tell him that I sent you. Um, uh, and also all things comedy guys go to all things comedy for your favorite podcast, such as the Verzi effect and your favorite 
comedy albums such as Night at the Stand and a ton more. So much. They're also doing um, original content now and uh, they are just great. So please, please go to All Things Comedy. They are producing my first special, which is going to be shot August 13th. I'm very excited about that. Um, but check them out at allthingscomedy.com and follow them on Twitter at all things comedy. Speaking of the special, guys. Speaking of the special. Um, I know people were like, oh, tickets were sold out. Just so you guys know, the first wave of tickets were sold out. Okay? They have to figure out where the cameras go. So they had to keep things, they had to keep things, they had to do some some kill seats here. Which means because of where the cameras are and all that stuff. They uh, can't release all the seats. Had to find out about the balcony. That being said, guys. The um, tickets for my show will be going on sale today at noon. That's right. There's like 400 more tickets for each show. All right. Which means you have 800 tickets available. So basically, so you people to, so you people understand, the, the downstairs of both shows, I think, has pretty much been sold out. There may be a few more that they can release, but the downstairs... But there are some downstairs, but now they are releasing the balcony. And just so you know, the way that this venue works, there is almost the same amount of people in the balcony as downstairs. It's intimate. It's a, it's a, it's a small theater that has about 400-something downstairs and 400-something upstairs. It's up close. There's not a bad seat in the fucking joint. It's going on sale today. Go. Please go to TerryTownMusicHall.com uh, and buy the tickets today after uh, noon today and you will have more tickets. For you people that think it's sold out, it is not sold out. We're going to be making more announcements. It is not sold out. The downstairs is sold out. Now we're going to fill the upstairs. Half the room is still available. Okay, so uh, anybody that you know that was like, oh shit, you know we can't make it out to Versi Special. Yes, you can. Okay, listen, the first the 48 hours, down, both downstairs were, were filled. Um, upstairs may take a little longer, so you got some time. It's only June. The show is in August, but definitely check because they are going to go quick. All right. Um, which I'm very unbelievably humbled about. And it's so cool that uh, everybody is into this. And, um, it's just, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing, um, it's just, it's an amazing time. No, I'm really excited about it. So, uh, but please know that there are some tickets available and, um, go get those, man. Plan a trip to New York. What the hell? Why not? Here's what you do. You plan a trip to New York for the weekend. You come in on the 11th. You hang out on the 11th. You hang out on the 12th. Go to my special on the 13th. And then you fly back home on the 14th. And that's a great weekend. What are you doing? Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? New York in the summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. This is New York City in the summertime. You walk around. Comfortable clothes, nice and warm. You don't have to put on a fucking million jackets and boots and scarves and hats and gloves. None of that shit. You walk around comfortable, you know? You have a great time. You be in your t-shirt. Go in, get a slice of pizza. Oh, why not do it? I would do it. I would do it. If I, if I wasn't you, I mean, if I was you and not me, and I wanted to come and see a special... And I listen to the podcast of the person who's doing the special. I would do it. Sometimes you got to say, fuck it. You go online, you go to Expedia or Travelocity or any of these fucking places, you know, whatever. And just go, hey, I'm going to New York in August for three days. Just whatever. Just book hotel three days. 
Go out to the show. First, you got to get tickets for the show, which will go on will go on sale very soon. Um, today, that's today. So he was like, "What does he mean? Is this an old putt?" No, today. Like De Niro, and today, today in Goodfellas, um, June twenty second at noon, they will go on sale. The upstairs will go on sale. Um. So let's uh, let's tell let's talk about these uh, let's talk about some of these stories. I gotta tell you guys this story. This is crazy. So and I can't use I I obviously I can't use names, but I can tell you even if I did use the name, you wouldn't know the people because they're not in comedy. But you know they're not comedians, and and they're not in comedy. But I just don't want to put any names out there. But this shit was so hilarious. So um. Go to my daughter's graduation. Shout out to my beautiful daughter, Sophia. She graduated preschool. She's going to be going on the big, big yellow bus with their brother next year when he goes into third grade and she goes into kindergarten. So we went to do that. And then I had to go. I had to do headshots. I had like a little little photo shoot with my sister, Carissa Dudzinski. By the way, go to Carissa Dudzinski Photography, D-U-D-Z-I-N-S-K-I. That is my sister. She's an amazing photographer. And uh, I had did had to do a little photo shoot up there, and I brought my daughter up, stay stay with my mom and everything. So anyway, long story short, I end up going to hang out, and and I, I see my I go visit my younger brother, and um, and we're going to to just hang out, maybe like maybe have a drink, maybe a stick, just relax, right? And uh, we come across this guy. There's a guy there, and uh, we meet him and everything like that. And the guy's cool, and and uh, kind of knew my brother. And he was like, "Oh, you guys want to smoke cigars? <laughs> you guys want to smoke cigars or whatever?" I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm down for a cigar always." So, um, they're like, "All right, well, this place may close down. We we'll get some cigars." And he's like, "You know, if you want," uh, he goes, "I have a house. You know, he goes, I have a house right around the thing, and you know, we could sit there. I got a pool. We could sit outside. All this stuff." And I'm just like. Well, I got nothing going on. I'm with my brother. You know, my brother kind of knows the guy or whatever. So uh, it was low key, you know, very small, everything. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'll do it. I was like, I'll do it. You know, it's late. I'm with my brother. I don't get to see my brother a lot. I'll sit down with him, you know, and everything like that. And we weren't with strangers. Everybody kind of knew each other. But I had not met a couple of people that were there. Anyway. This guy was so fucking hospitable. Like, the hospitality that was shown was on such another level. It was just, like, really cool and, like, you know, just laid back. We're hanging out. Then there's there's people, like, one or two people there that I I didn't know. You know, I just didn't know. My brother didn't know. And and they're all nice and hospitable. But, dude, then it was just like, um, you know, I never even saw these people. And they were treating me like I'd known them for 20 years. And they were like, yeah, so um, we got cigars, we got cigar cutters, uh, you guys, a little weed, we got, anybody want Coke? Anybody do, anybody, if anybody need Coke, you know, bag of Coke, nothing. And it was just like, I was just sitting there and I'm just smiling, I'm just thinking to myself, like, I never seen just a casual, like it was so, (laughs) it was almost like they were asking you if you wanted something from the store. You know, it was just like this casual, easy going. Anybody want, anybody want, you know, any Coke, anybody? And I'm just sitting there and like, I don't know these people and I'm not going to do Coke anyway. You know, I'm not doing that shit. I'm just not, you know, I'm, you know, I got, I got kids, you know, I'm, I'm going to see my daughter the next day. Like I'm not, you know, 
I'm not saying I'm better than it. So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, you know, it's not like I'm in Vegas with zero responsibility and no children and I'm sitting there like I'm not I'm not in that situation. I'm just sitting there with my brother, wanted to see him smoke, having a good time. And just the things that were offered, it was just so fucking hilarious. To, and they were, it was dead serious. It wasn't like, oh, maybe we could get it. It was like, no, like it was as a matter of fact. And I'm just sitting down and everybody's like, you know, smoking weed and everything. And that's when I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta really watch what I'm doing here. Like even sipping a drink and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, smoking a cigar. Like ever in a situation like that? You're in a situation where you're like, shit just got crazy without even, you know, it was almost, so I'm sitting there, man, I'm just hanging out, like, I'm just sitting there with my brother, a couple people, and one dude, and, and like, again, all cool, everybody was really cool, but like, people you don't know and shit, just like, you know, busting out, like, hey, you want some coke, Everybody, anybody coke, no, anybody, like, it was, it was just so free, and like, I was like, holy shit, you know, but it really kind of took me, and I was just like, uh, all right, one line. No, I'm kidding. I didn't do. I did not do that. I, I would. I wouldn't even bring it up if I did, to be honest. And my guilt level, like I'm one of those. I get guilty. Anybody get guilty? I get guilty, man. Like I can't do shit like that. I feel fucking bad. I get. I don't know. I get really like. I can't. I don't know what it is. If it's my kids or my my family or whatever, but I remember being guilty before I had responsibility. And now that I do that, like. What kind of piece of shit blows lines and then like wakes up and plays with his daughter? Like, the, yeah, I don't know. It's just a piece of shit thing to do, I think. I really do. Like I said, you're up in a cabin for a couple of days, no kids around. Hey, whatever you do, that's your business. <laughs> but I don't know. There's just something. Plus, you can't just start doing blow with strangers, you know, because then fucking, but yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he came to my house, he did blow. It's like, I can't, you can't do that. Um, Another funny story uh, about frozen yogurt. Yeah, so we're going to go to blow, from blow to frozen yogurt. Last night we go out as a family. We have a great dinner and we go to frozen yogurt. And uh, my son didn't want any. So me and, and Sophia and my wife get frozen yogurt. And Lucas is like, nah, I'm good. I'm like, all right. You know, and he was in a good mood. He was fine. It wasn't like a, I'm not having any. It was nothing like that. He was in a great mood. He was fine. He was, and I was like, all right, maybe he's full. He ate, he ate a lot of his dinner. And we're sitting outside. They had like a little table outside. So we're sitting outside as a family and we're laughing and we're having such a good time and we're, everybody's eating their ice cream, uh, their, their yogurt. And then my son goes, you know what? I will have some. I will have some. Can I get some? So my wife is like, yeah. And he goes, uh, all right. And my wife goes, you do it. You're going to go in there and do it yourself. All right. And he goes, yeah, I want to do it myself. So my wife literally hands my son a credit card and says, you know, go get your yogurt and your toppings. And I said, look, go hand that to the lady. And you hand it to her and she'll swipe the card and give it to you. You go like a big boy and you do it. So he goes in and he grabs, <laughs> he grabs his fucking cup of the Froyo. He grabs it. And uh, he start, He walks over to the vanilla. And my daughter's like, I'm going to go with him. So she goes with him and she's standing next to him. Me and my wife are looking in the store from the seats outside, you know, through the window. And he pulls down the lever. And he pulls the lever hard. Right? Like he pulls the vanilla level like all the way down. So it's coming out. It's coming out. And, and then me and my wife are like, all right, now he's getting a lot in the cup. And we're like, all right, buddy, that's it. 
put it, you know, put it up, put the lever up. That's it's over, you know, no more. And, and then he doesn't. And then my wife goes, Lucas. And I'm going, Lucas, you got it. That's enough. And he just has this look of panic. And he turns around and the lever is stuck. And he's holding his cup. And his cup is just overflowing with vanilla. And it went from like, cool, I'll do it myself to absolute panic. <laughs> and my daughter just looks good. And I have to spring up. And I run in there. But by the time I get there, he's got the bucket filled. And then like double on top of the bucket. And we just started laughing and I had to take it over to the garbage and throw like a bunch of it out. And it still ended up, you know, getting so much more yogurt than he, than he wanted. But, uh, such a great time. So funny though. Like the kid, cause it's like strong. Like once the, once the lever goes all the way down to get it back up and, uh, they, they were cool. As a matter of fact, our local, um, frozen yogurt place is going out, is, is done. Their, their five-year lease is up and they're not coming back. So we're going to have to find another uh, Froyo place, which uh, I'm glad we'd like decided last minute to go there because it's not going to be there anymore. And we were like, oh shit, you know, we've been coming since we moved up here. We've been, we've been going there and it's been really nice. So, um, all right guys, I'm going to do my unacceptable and then I am going to do your guys unacceptable. I saw a movie, everybody. It was a movie that I anticipated seeing for a long time with my kids. It's a movie that has a many years of of uh, of being out there. It's Cars. Cars three came out uh, on Friday, I believe, or last Thursday at midnight, whatever. Uh, my son, when he was born, Cars one was huge for him. Okay, and then we all went to see Cars two, which was. Let's be honest, fucking ridiculous. You know, it, you know, with that stupid undertone of, of big oil. And that's what it was about, you know, because it had to be political. It had to go politics, of course, because God forbid it's just a fucking movie about kids. God forbid it's just, it, it can just be fun. Okay, God forbid people with their fucking little political agendas can't, can't fucking throw something in there to go see you up. I'm socially aware. Wasn't that brilliant? You fucking morons. Okay, you know, I'm not saying the people that make cars are morons. I'm just saying all of these movies that have a little thing, it gets annoying. Now, when it's a little quick, subtle thing, fine. But it's just, it's just, it's a little much. It's a little fucking much for me. You know, I want to see a kid's movie. I want my, my children to enjoy it. Ah, that was hot coffee I just sipped. You know, I want, I want my, um you know, my movie experience to not have questions about what did that mean. So I felt like with the oil thing, that's kind of what it meant. And I, I, I thought, you know, these are young kids. My son did not understand Cars 2. You know, you had to be older to understand it. I mean, he liked it. He got, he liked the scenes. He liked the racing. But as far as the oil stuff, he, it was like, whatever. Then Cars 3 comes and I'm like, I'm ready. I'm excited. You know, my son had all the toys. Like, Cars was actually, like, my, the first memory of my son really loving something was race cars and the, and the toys and the matchbox cars. And, like, he loved cars. Race cars was his was his thing. So this whole Lightning McQueen and everything like that. And he had all the toys in it. We were into it. And we all went as a family. We were excited. And it starts out, and I'm going, all right, there's, like, technology's getting better. He's getting older, and the other cars are beating him. And like, that's what it was about. And I even leaned over to my wife and go, this is already better than the second one. 
And then it just became, and I'm going to spoil alert this thing. So if you don't want to hear it, or if you're going to take your kids to it, or if you want to hear it, this is just my opinion. I do not feel like I've steered any of you wrong with movies. I, I don't. If I did, I think maybe one person ever in the history of me doing TVE reviewing movies came back and was like, I didn't like that movie you said. Other than that, I feel like I'm nailing it. All right. But we go to this thing and the whole point of the movie is Lightning McQueen is like winning, winning, winning. And then all of these new cars come like like carbon fiber and all kinds of stuff. And the cars are lighter and faster. And they're like, is he going to retire? And then he starts losing and he starts coming in like third all the time. And then this young guy, um, what is it, Storm, Jackson Storm or whatever, like he's like the new fast guy and he's just like winning all the races and Lightning McQueen lost his mojo and he needs to go and find it, but he's not fast enough. So they're like, is he going to retire? Is he going to retire? Then he goes to this training facility and they want to have this um, this car train him. And uh, this female car, which is like, a, I guess like a, I don't know, like a yellow fucking vet or whatever it was. I don't know. She's like, she's got the modern car thing, but they have like the, the best training for him to like, you know, learn on like a virtual track, which is, you know, really similar to everything that he does or whatever. So they go out and long story short, you know, she's training him. And then it like comes down to a race and he decides he's not going to retire. He's going to, he's going to go to the race and everything like that. And it just made him look, he just looked, the movie just made him look weaker. It's like this fucking lightning McQueen, man. Can we just finish it off? You know, finish it off or have him go real strong, you know, and, and, and almost cause he was almost like he was like third or second. So he was still good, but just not enough to beat like the top two guys or the top guy. And then they just made him out to be weak and just couldn't do it. And then the big twist in the end, which you saw coming the whole time was, you know, he was going to be the mentor now and he gets the female car to race. And they're all looking at like, oh, well, you know, you can't do that. You're, you know, and the whole thing. And it just became this. And I know this is going to come across as a dick. And I'm really, and I'm being serious about this. Okay. I really am being serious about this. I do not want this to come across as some anti-woman thing because it's not. All right. It's really, really not. All right. I have a daughter. And when I watch my daughter, I tell my daughter she could do anything that she wants to do. And she's a super athletic, super strong little girl. And I would want my daughter to compete and do anything and never be looked at as a woman uh, instead of just whatever it would be, an athlete in that sport. Or, oh, she can't do that. I would never, never want that ever in a million years. Okay. I'm talking about this particular movie. I am all for girl power movies. I am. I'm all for badass women who kick ass and all that stuff. I am. Okay. And I would be even if I did not have a daughter. Okay, so it's not just, oh, you got, no, I would be. And I'm not saying that shit to pander to women, I'm not. But it annoyed me in this fucking movie. It really did. They didn't have to make it, oh, a girl can do it and she's next. It's Lightning fucking McQueen, okay? It's the, it's the, it's the Disney car, fucking Disney car, man. I mean, this is like the guy, you know? And they made him look weak, and then they made it look like, well, I can't do it, so my female trainer who I had issues with and we argued sometime that she's going to do it, and I'm going to be the, the crew chief, or, and, and I'm going to help her through. And it just, it bothered the shit out of me. It really, I would be lying if I said it didn't. And, and like, it, it was one of those things where 
it was it was like and I almost felt like it was lazy how they did it because they you know they they kind of you kind of saw it coming because she's like my dream was to be like you when they got into a fight during training my dream was to be like you you know and then like in Rocky they were doing it on the beach they were running it in the sand and and she would never do it right and then he was like and then all of a sudden he's racing. And she's told, get out of here. And then he sees her and he's like, get her back here. And they like painted the number on her and she went out to race for him. It annoyed me. It really did, man. It's like, let him go out. Let him go out strong. And if he ends up being, you know, coming in second with all less technology, but he still was that good that he could come in second to that stuff. And then he goes out like that and then becomes a crew chief where you find out that that's what's going to be the next movie. Fine. But the way it went out was unacceptable to me. Watching him just be weak and not good enough and not strong enough after the first two movies where he's one of the best race car drivers in the world. It's like, I'm done. I, I was done. Unacceptable to me, the ending of Cars 3. It really was. It's un- that w- That's my unacceptable. Okay? Because I just feel like it could have been done so much different and still got the point across. It really could. It really, really could have. So that's where I stand with that. You know, I know you guys are like, Paul, you're talking about a children's movie that, that annoyed you. Yeah, I know. I know I am. I know I am, but it still just annoyed me. It annoyed me. And my wife is like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, no, this is stupid. This is stupid. Like, it's not. Well, don't you think it was nice that he did, you know, he he helped her now? Yeah, I get that. I get that. But it's Lightning McQueen. You know, it's like, I don't want to watch Rocky. I don't watch Rocky give, you know, give his gloves to, you know, didn't, that, didn't they try to do that? They tried to do that in Rocky Five. It stunk. I'm not going to say the movie stunk. It just annoyed me. The ending was unacceptable to me. All right, there we go. Now, let's get to your guys' unacceptables. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, oh, I got an offer for... Hold on. While I'm on the phone, did I get it? Did I get it? Let's see. Uh, interested... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm literally talking to you guys. Yes, this is awesome. This is huge for me. I just got to... Uh-oh, I'm coming to Cleveland. Okay, I'll tell you guys that in a second. Had to get that. I had to get that. Good, 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 good. I know you guys are like, what the fuck is going on? I just got an email that I probably shouldn't have read while I'm on the... While I'm on the, doing the podcast, but I needed to... I needed to see that because that's awesome. All right, here we go. Here we go. Your guys' unacceptables. Today is my little boy Lucas's second to last day of school. He has a, um, what do you have? He had a half day today, and he's got a half day tomorrow, and he's done. Uh, here we go. Unacceptable lawn jabronis. Know your role. All right. This is from Kurt. Kurt says, Paul, my unacceptable is guys with pristine lawns who personally look like Shit. Uh, hold on, go inside, you gotta go inside, my son just walked in, go inside, read, okay, so do your homework, and then we'll go outside, and, all right, well, just, just, I don't, you can't hear bad words, all right, here we go, I'm sorry, uh, (laughs) guys with pristine lawns who personally look like shit, uh, how can you be obsessive about mowing, uh, (laughs) edging, and fertilizing your lawn all the while, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> having a gut that looks like you're the third <laughs> trimester expecting twins. These guys are all over my city and, of course, never wear a shirt. I'm trying hard to lose 
that last 15 pounds. So I guess I just don't get letting yourself go like that. They also consistently wash and wax their trucks. Lock them up in a cage for judging other people's appearance. <laughs> but get these guys a t-shirt. Yeah, it is kind of funny to think about it. Like these guys are so into their lawns and how their houses look and they're into all that stuff. But they're just they'll just totally like eat five cheeseburgers while doing it. I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, thank you for the submission, Kurt. I appreciate it. Uh, podcast unacceptable. Not yours. Okay. This is uh, Sam from Colorado. Let's see. Let's see what Sam from Colorado says. Hi, Paul. This might be kind of long, but I have no. This this doesn't look long at all. I love I love guys that are like that that are like conscious of how long, because some people are like, sorry, it's a little bit long, but I had to get it out there, and it's three pages. This is a paragraph. Uh, this might be kind of long, but I have a lot to say. I'm part of a weekly movie-themed podcast called um, Now Conspiring. Uh, now Conspiring, and it's uh, all kind of going to shit. To give a little backstory, I was originally a loyal fan of the show and was eventually invited to guest star an episode. One night led to another, and I became a regular member. A few months later, the creator of the podcast, I don't know if you want me to say his name, uh, John, all right, John, I'll just say John, announced that he was leaving the show. He offered to continue uploading it to his website, so the rest of us decided to keep doing the show without him. We love to interact with fans, but most of them don't seem to care anymore. Part of the problem might be that we barely talk about movies anymore. Uh, no, that's not good because that's what they wanted to hear. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll do my commentary on it after. Uh, several of our cast members are only casual movie fans, whereas myself and the new host are massive, uh, uh, sin files. Okay. Uh, also, since there are now a bunch of people chiming in, our episodes go for way too long. I don't have access to the numbers, but I have a feeling that a bunch of people have stopped listening. I love doing the show, and I love the people I do it with, but I feel like it's uh, it's dying a slow death. I know this isn't uh, technically an unacceptable, but I would really uh, appreciate any advice you have from one podcaster to another. Sincerely, Sam from Colorado. P.S. I know you're doing a special soon, but can't wait to see you live some someday. Oh, well, speaking of that, speaking of that. Um, some people are trying to get me out to the comedy works. Guys, if you want me to the Denver comedy works, write to them. Somebody just sent me a letter that they sent to them. If they get multiple letters, they will have me there. You know, that's what's happening now in comedy. It's a demand. If you want me to go there, write notes and write letters. I'll come there. I will be there. Uh, I want to come to Denver. I have people in Denver. I have a fan base in Denver. I have friends and family in Denver. Okay, uh, so right now I'm doing stuff in the Midwest. I'm doing stuff on the East Coast. If you want me to the Denver Comedy Works, please hit them up. And if multiple multiple people, a number of you people do that, I will be there. So do that, please. Uh, and I will I will come out there. I want nothing more. And any other any other city uh, that you guys want, I'm trying to come out to Madison, Wisconsin too. Uh, there's a couple of different places that we're trying to get to. Uh, my agent can obviously call these people. But there's just so many clubs, so it would just be a matter of choosing, you know, where to go and everything. But there's a lot of places that I not, have not been, and that's what I want to do as well. 
So uh, hit those places up. Now, as far as your question, Sam, um, this is what you have to do. If you want to save your show and you know it's dying a death, you need to have a production meeting with your team. Okay? You need to sit down with the people you do it with and you need to address the concerns you have. Obviously, you know, and I'm not trying to, uh, you obviously know this, so I'm not trying to talk to you like you don't know this, but no yelling, no fuck, no fighting and shit. You just got to sit down and be like, look, I believe in the show. I love movies. I love talking movies. And this show is just going way too long. We have no structure and it's dying. So my advice to you, my opinion to you would be sit down with your partner, or the co-host and say, look, let's give a time limit to this thing and let's have structure. That's what you need with a podcast. Okay. And the reason why you say you feel like people are leaving is because you guys used to talk about movies, it seems. And then you said, um, you know, you said that it's, it's, you know, you don't think that they're listening anymore because you don't talk about movies as much, movies as much anymore. Listen, me, if I go to a movie podcast, I'm going to a movie podcast because I want to hear about movies. You know, I think when people come to the Verzi effect, I mean, listen, the Verzi effect's a great show. Let's be honest. Uh, I mean, from top to bottom. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But but in seriousness, like, when you come to my show, you kind of know what you're getting. You're going to get me ranting and raving and getting upset about something. So you'll probably either like that. You might listen to it because you like the unacceptables. You want to hear that. You want to hear me read people's unacceptables. Maybe you just like the... the st- I don't know. But you, it's a thing that you know what you're going to get. When you go to McDonald's, you know what the cheeseburger is going to taste like. You know that you're going to be sick afterwards, but you know what you're getting. Same thing, any good restaurant, any good pizza place, people want the same thing. Uh, it's always going to be a little different each time, but, you know, they, they, they like the, the same thing, the routine of it. And it's the same thing with a show. You know, that's how these radio morning shows, like when people on the way to work, they listen to certain things because they know they're going to get certain segments. Um, so you got to go back. Listen, if the show's going to make it, you got to go back to what made you love it, what made you be a guest on it the first time. It has to go back to that. That's exactly that's exactly what it is. All right? So uh, talk about movies and give the people that love movies exactly what that podcast was supposed to do. That's my advice to you. Uh, I hope it helped. Hit me back and let me know how it goes. Okay, here we go. Um, what else do we have? What else do we have here? We have, this is from Ryan. And Ryan says, got a lot of Ryans on the show. Oh, Cunty Cruise staff. Rudest remark ever. Oh, this is going to be a good one. I'm a huge, uh, uh, I'm on a huge cruise ship right now. Norwegian is the crew li- uh, cruise line. The staff members are rude and impatient. Everybody from the front desk to the servers. To this, <laughs> to this jabroni I'm about to tell you about. My mom was actually sitting outside with her friend on some lounge chairs while a cruise employee was folding them up at the end of the day. The guy had over a hundred chairs to fold. So my mom politely said, can you please take our chairs last so we can use them for a little bit longer? He went back and forth with my mom who was completely polite and then he muttered, fuck you. What? To my mom and her friend under his breath and walked away. Cage him up, wow, in a shark trap with bait for clothes. Uh, But give him the key so as soon as he gets himself out, he's got some nice great whites waiting for him. Wow, man. That's got, that's got, listen, I'm not one to go like exploit things like that to get free stuff. 
But you could literally, I'm not even kidding you right now, trust me. You can literally call Norwegian up, tell them that's what happened, and demand something. I would do that. First of all, I'd probably throw the guy overboard and talk to my mother like that. I would snap. Absolutely snap. I would go right to the front desk. I'd go right to a man. I'd go to the captain. I'd go to the captain. I'd be like, yeah, where's the dude steering this thing? Let me go up in his little high-tech little thing and go up there. Uh, and, yeah, that's ridiculous. That just got me fired up. That's uh, that's your mother, dude. That's your mother. And no, nobody, like, and she's just trying to be polite to hang out on a cruise, which she paid money for. That's the funniest thing about these people. It's like you're in business because I paid over three grand for this overrated cruise. That's the funniest thing. It's like I paid you people for hospitality. I paid you. You don't have a job folding chairs if it's not for me. Not to mention you're doing it on the ocean with beautiful scenery. Unbelievable. Absolutely unacceptable. Thank you for the submission. Hope you have an enjoyable rest of your cruise. Damn, this one is from Bob. Bob says, damn customer service. Uh, This unacceptable is the result of experiencing... The uh, elusive customer service acceptable. Um, We are in Vegas this week for a family vacation, staying at a family-friendly resort. Not the place to expect excellent service. We had a relatively shitty meal one night where we seemed to be a bother to the waitress. Now today, down by the pool, I decide to splurge with the Bloody Mary uh, at the pool bar. The cute young female bartender quickly asks how spicy I want it. Wow, I've never been asked that. Medium, do you like olives, she asks. I love olives. Always hope for some. She put in four. Bless this girl. I tipped her well and enjoyed my overpriced cocktail. It occurred to me that shitty service is an epidemic that leads you to expect it. It is unacceptable for shitty service to be expected leaving you surprised when you get good service. Lock the managers of the shitty service-giving places. It's ultimately their fault in a cage and make them wait 10 minutes before you bring them the check, Bob. I like it, Bob. I like it a lot because what you're saying is really uh, a problem and it's true. It's that service has gotten so bad, people have gotten so lazy, and people just hate their jobs, and they just have a job to have a job, that when you get somebody doing their job, and you know what's funny about that, this happened yesterday, yesterday I took my daughter to the mall, and I took her to Kids Foot Locker, and I wanted to get her a nice pair of sneakers, which I did, got my daughter one of the hottest pairs of Nikes out, and the lady was great, but she, was she? Like, I said, thank you, you're good at your job. But she wasn't, I realized that. She was okay. She was okay. Um, What happened was, I said, yeah, can she try them? And she's trying the sizes, and she brought out two sizes. And she put the socks on my daughter, and she, you know, tied it up for my daughter, and and did that, and she was very helpful and stuff. But she wasn't great. Great would have been like joking with the kid. Great would have been like going above him. Now, she did her job very well. But I said something to her, which makes me think of Bob's unacceptable here. I said something to her where I go, oh, you're really good. You're good at this. And then she kind of awkwardly smiled and put her head down. And I was like, no. And then they're like, oh, take this survey. And I was like, I'll take it right now. Give me a pen. And they were like, no, you got to go online. And it's like, well, then that's where you lost me. I'm not doing a survey on like a kid. So what am I going to go online and search it? That's the thing about these places. It's like if you want your employees to get good marks or, or good survey grades or whatever you want to call it, five-star ratings and all that stuff, 
Give me something right then and there when I'm at the counter. Give me a pen and a comment card. Say, hey, how do you think I'm doing? And do that. Not, oh yeah, go log on to this. There's a questionnaire. It's like, I didn't do that in high school. I'm going to do that now? It's like, what are you, like, like I'm not doing homework. <laughs> it's the summertime. What am I going to do? I'm, I'm trying to go out and enjoy the sneakers I'm buying from this place. I'm going to sit down after lacing them up and go to www.howwasyourfootlockerattendant.com. It's, it's like ridiculous. And I feel bad because I was like, yeah, no, I want to, I definitely, you know, I definitely, you know, I'd like to, I, I even, you know, I did say to the manager, I go, you're the manager. I go, she's really good. But what Bob is saying is right. She wasn't that good. She did her job. She did her job and she did it well, but she did her job. But I'm, you're so used to people rolling their eyes or chewing their gum or not caring. You're absolutely right. Great, unacceptable, Bob. Thank you for the submission. Uh, here we go. Ooh, we got a Hassan. Uh, got a Sprint store unacceptable. Sup, Paul? I try, uh, I'll try to keep it as short as possible. My girl and I went to, as short as possible, my girl and I went to Sprint, a Sprint store to upgrade our iPhones. The sales rep, and yes, I named them correctly. Fucking sales reps handled everything nicely, explained the prices, cost of everything, and that was fine. Where it gets annoying is when they begin asking if we wanted to get a case for our phones. Oh, yeah, they love doing that. Uh, My girl is happy-go-lucky, and I'm totally not, especially when it comes to spending money. So she was a bit uh, distracting while I told the guy... uh, no, multiple times. Multiple as in three to four times. Then he says he needs to go to the back to file some paperwork I just signed. When he returns, his manager comes out of the back and begins to ask me about buying a case again. I say, I know what you guys are doing. No, I don't want a case. And if you ask me again, uh, and, and if you ask me again, no again. And I'm sure you will ask me one more time before this transaction is complete. Uh, no to that one too. He seriously asked me about six or seven more times explaining that I could get 25% discount or some uh, or some EB thing uh, that will roll over the cost of the case into your monthly payments. Asked me to take a look at the cases, which I said no again. I asked if the store would get in trouble if they didn't sell cases with the new phones, and he said yes. So I politely said sorry, but I'm not buying the case. We finally completed the transaction and didn't get a case. Unacceptable. No means no, just like in a rape case. This is why I hate going to car dealerships or dealing with salespeople in general. They don't take no for an answer, no problem, uh, but when it's eight or not, uh, eight to ten times no's, uh, I'm sorry. But when it's like eight to ten no's, maybe leave me alone. Lock those assholes in a sprint store and turn on a stereo <laughs> that just plays a loop of <laughs> would, you, would you like to buy an iPhone case? Uh, all right, Paul, working on getting tickets to your special. If not, I'll see you next time you're in Pittsburgh. And happy belated Father's Day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Very much, and uh, yes, by the way, I, I, I had an amazing Father's Day. Thank you um, to uh, all the for all the Father's Day wishes, and uh, I hope all the fathers listening to the show had a good Father's Day. I had a great Father's Day with my family. Even though cars annoyed me, I had a great Father's Day with my family. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, with me, it was when we bought the Lexuses, 
um, we bought the Lexuses and they were like, um, they were like trying to get the, the, the tire coverage. And I was like, no, no. And I actually took it out on somebody that works on cars in the audience. I was like, there was like, Hey, you never know. I mean, you could, you could, the, the day you get a car, the day you get the car, the day you drive it off the lot. I mean, you could hit a nail and this pays for itself. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. And that gets annoying too, but thank you for the uh, submission. Uh, 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 Hassan, here we go. Here we go. No, was this serious? All right. This one's from Thomas. Yankee Stadium unacceptable. Hi, Paul. This is the first time writing into the podcast. Well, thank you, Thomas, and welcome. But it won't be the last. So a couple of weeks ago, I went with a few friends to Yankee Stadium for a game. FYI, it was the first game of the Boston series. Oh, well, I was at the Thursday game. The day before you went. Okay, got it. Uh, I deal with the public every day, but the level of complete stupidity I witnessed at Yankee Stadium astounded me. Uh, Anyway, fourth inning or so, we all get up to go grab some grub. As the stupid rules in Yankee Stadium will only allow each person to purchase two beers. My two friends ordered first, and I walked behind them in line. I step up and order an Italian sausage with peppers and onions. So the server asks if I would like anything to drink. I respond, I'll have a Bud. The server responds, a Bud Light? So I tell her, no, uh, I would like a regular Bud. So now this dumb fucking bitch looks at me and says, I'm sorry, sir, we only have Bud Light. So now I am confused as both my friends just walked away with regular Bud and I express this to the server. She now develops an attitude and says with her nasty bitch tone, Sir, we only have Bud Light and Budweiser. I swear to Christ, Paul, it felt like two minutes. Uh, it felt like two minutes before I was able to wrap my mind around what the fuck just happened. And I responded uh, and respond to this moron. This stupid cunt works at the stadium food stand and doesn't understand that Bud is short for Budweiser. Furthermore, at that particular stand, they only sell three kinds of beer. Think you could learn your job, you useless bitch. I now know you are living in a, in a movie idiocracy. Anyway, uh, lock that oxygen thief. <laughs> oxygen thief. I never heard that before. Lock that oxygen thief. Five brain cell have an animal in a cage and drown her ignorant ass in shitty Yankee Stadium beer. Keep kicking ass with the podcast, Ian Terrytown. Thanks for reading this, Tom. Uh, P.S. I am a Bronx detective and see all kinds of unacceptable shit daily. I have begun taking pictures of some of this dumb ass shit, which, which if you are interested, I'll gladly send uh, you for your amusement. Attached an example. And then you send a picture. So, uh... Thank you so much, by the way. There's a paternity immigration DNA. What? Who's your daddy? DNA testing, it says. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, thank you, Tom, so much. That would that would frustrate me, too. It's like, yeah, can I get a bud? Bud light? No, 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 I'll have a bud. I would have said light. I would have said light. Uh, that's cool, man, that you're a detective, too. I love detective stories, and I love... I know you see awful stuff, so... Uh, thank you for the submission. What do we got here? Just a couple more. Ah, perfect time, and we're cruising by here. Perfect time, and let's go. We got more to talk about. Squatty Potty response. Uh, 
let's see here. Hey, Paul. Heard you talking about the Squatty Potty. Well, I have some insight into it. Uh, so here's a funny story. Every year around Christmas, my family has a party and we exchange gifts uh, in the form of Dirty Santa where you can uh, steal what somebody else already chose. Well, a couple of years ago, I got stuck with uh, none other than, you guessed it, the Squatty Potty as somebody stole my bottle of Jameson. Haha, <laughs> well, uh, while I wasn't all that happy about it, and quite embarrassed at the time. The thing was amazing. I have a small bathroom now, so it gets uh, it gets stored. So it's in storage because I have no room to keep it in mind. But I now use the, the little step stool for when I have to go. I can't go. <laughs> I can't go at home without it. My toilet is kind of high, and this makes going a breeze. Anything that lifts up your legs will do the trick uh, uh, this <laughs> if this is if this wasn't awkward but hey it works for me figured I'd let you know can't wait for the special and yes this uh, weather in New York has been great after the weeks months of rain hopefully it doesn't rain all this weekend as it's uh, as I see it's coming back thanks uh, Celie Celie's I'm saying that right Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the response to that. Yeah, you know what's funny is I was talking about the squatty potty with my wife, and she was like, just use a stool. Like, why don't you just put it on a little stool, put your feet up on a little stool? Um, but, uh, yeah, so thank you so much. And uh, I got some first-time writers uh, this week, submitters or whatever you want to call them. I appreciate it. Tell your friends and keep, uh, keep writing in. Last one here, everybody. What is this? Um... What is this here? Is this an unacceptable or no? No, this isn't. That was it. That's not an unacceptable. This was... Uh... No, that wasn't an unacceptable. Oh wait. oh, wait. One more. One more. Sorry about that. Got one more from Vincent. I haven't had a Vincent before. This might be a f another first. You know how the show goes, everybody. The same trends. Self-checkout at Target. I just did this yesterday. And got really annoyed because the barcode wouldn't take as I swiped and I started getting mad. Here we go. Vincent. Dear Paul, big fan. I am also from New York, Dutchess County. All right. That's where I went to school. Anyway, the most unacceptable thing you could do at Target, at Target Checkout or any other store that has self-checkout is pay for produce. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Pay for produce or any other individual item you need. To manually type the barcode product ID number in at the self-checkout counter. Oh my God, Vincent, you could not be more right. There's nothing worse than bringing like avocados up to a self-checkout in Target when some guy's got a pair of cheap jeans, you know, and a shitty t-shirt behind you. Uh, I have a handful of items in the basket. The reason I have a basket for the five items is because one of, uh, one of these items uh, is a... Um, Sorry about that. My son walked in the room and I couldn't say the word. So here we go. Uh, one of these items is a vibrating Trojan cock ring uh, that I could <laughs> that I do not want to purchase uh, from the teenage cashier. Not only uh, is his lane the only lane open <laughs> and long as fuck, my anxiety of needing a price check for this item is through the roof. I don't blame you. 
I stand in the self-checkout line in a line uh, that is just as long as the one with the cashier. The white trash troll in front of me wearing her M&M pajama pants uh, at 5.30 p.m. on a Thursday is frustrated with the machine and can't seem to find the item number for bananas. I was proud <laughs> of this mutt for trying <laughs> to eat <laughs> better since she <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that again. Jesus, you guys are killing me, man. I got tears in my eyes. I was proud of this mutt for trying to eat better since she was buying fruit. My nightmare came true when a female employee went to the register and turned the light on above and looked at me and said, I can help you over here, sir. Thankfully, I checked out with no issues and made sure to glance over at the mutant in her pajama pants who needed extra assistance with her EBT card uh, while checking out. May God have mercy on her soul. Uh, please go crawl back into the dumpster you live in. I wish she would have continued to shop at Walmart and not Target. Even though to her, this is, this is a Kia. Let's go, Yankees. Your fan, Vincent. Oh, Holding nothing back, huh, Vincent? Holding nothing back. Well, thank you so much for the submission. Thank all of you guys for the uh, unacceptable submissions. And I know exactly what you're talking about, about produce at self-checkout. It's like having to know the code is just its just a weird thing. Um, thank you, guys. If you want to submit to the show, please submit your unacceptables uh, to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. That's unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. Um, let's see. I got one here from Stan at, uh, at, uh, Milio underscore two, M-I-L-I-O underscore two. Look at these animals walking around barefoot at the casinos in Vegas. Uh, lick them up, but I think you meant to say lock them up. Um, ugh, walking in a casino barefoot. Yeah, because it's like it, all that, it's like, it's already bad that you're barefoot, but you're in a casino. So it's like you lost everything, even your shoes. Um, here we go. This one is from Lori London at, uh, capital L-O-R-R-I-L-O-N-D-O-N. Uh, fat people calling other fat people fat or saying shit like, I know I'm fat, but look at that guy. Are you serious? Unacceptable. <laughs> Frank Izzo, Denver Comedy Works. Can you please have Paul Verzi at your club? Unacceptable. There you go. There you go, Frankie. I'd love to come out there. Frankie, you piece of shit. Remember Casino? Pesci? Um, Robert Aker says at, uh, sh- uh, what is this? Chef Quacks? Chef Quacks? Uh, C-H-E-F-Q-U-A-K-S. Paul Verzi. What is Phil Jackson doing? Why shop KP at all? Lock him in a senior living home. Unacceptable. We'll see what happens. We will definitely see what happens. Uh, are we done? Are we done? Where are we? June 17th. What's today? The 22nd. Almost done. All right, guys. All right, that's it. Thank you so much for the uh, unacceptable submissions. You can send them to uh, unacceptablesfortve at gmail or my Twitter at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. Now... Where are we here? What, about an hour? Oh, my God. Perfect timing, everybody. Perfect time. It's a good show. I can feel it's a good show. It's flowing. It's flowing. 
Um, what else did I want to talk about? I think I mentioned to you guys, check out that show in Brooklyn, Stand Up Brooklyn. Amazing show. It's just an amazing show. Uh, I did it a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it's awesome. So if you are in, I believe it's Wednesdays, once a month on Wednesdays, but check it out. It was packed out. It was awesome. Uh, I spoke about that, and uh, let's do... Yeah, I mean, the movie, I mean, look, Cars 3, I'll tell you, it, it, you know, it wasn't awful, but I just, the ending really bothered me. I thought it, I thought it was like building up to something and I got disappointed, but whatever, you want to go see it and maybe the kids won't notice. I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like the ending, which ruined it for me. Um, the Knicks have a draft and I think they're going to get the French kid at number eight, Frank something, if I, I don't know how to say his last name, but. They are saying that we might be shopping Porzingis to see what's out there, maybe dangling the carrot to see if we could do something big. Who knows? That Maybe it's just a ploy to like get him motivated. I don't know. We will see what happens with that. The Yankees snapped a seven-game losing streak last night by beating the Angels at home. Aaron Judge hit a home run two days ago. Again, the kid's got 24 home runs. It's amazing to watch him, so I'm excited with that. Now, the Floyd Mayweather fight. It's entertaining. Stop it. Stop it. It's intriguing. Everyone's like, oh, this is not... What else? If you don't have it, are you happy? Can we ever be happy? See what happens. I don't think he's going to win. Of course he's not going to win. Mayweather's a better fighter, but you never know what happens. So at least you got something to watch. At least it's something is what I'm saying. That's it. Uh, again, guys, please, with the sponsors, please check out Chassis, Man Care for Down There, Premium Body Powder for Men amazing product. It is an amazing product. You could get it at uh, chassisformen.com or on Amazon. Please check it out. I use it all the time. It's amazing. Check out City Living Dog, guys. Citylivingdog.com. Check out the services of Coach Mike and what he does with these dogs. Also, all things comedy. That is the show. This has been TVE episode 312. Thank you guys for your unacceptables. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you especially, especially the new writer-inners, uh, submitters. I really appreciate that. And um, the show keeps growing, and it's because of you guys. So tell a friend. And guys, if you want me at a comedy club near you, if you want me to come out to Wyoming, if you want me to come out to Denver, if you want me to come out wherever, Arizona, wherever, please let the comedy club know. My agent will take care of it. We'll do it that way. I really appreciate all of your help. Uh, I really appreciate your support. I love the fans. I love you guys. You guys are, uh, you know, you guys are the reason the show exists. So uh, now I have to go. And uh, have a great time with my son and my family. So, this has been 312. I will talk to you guys until next time. Oh, check me out. June 29th, I will be at Kowloon. Performing at Kowloon for the opiates benefit. Okay, I believe it's called Fight. And it's, you know, it's something that touches everybody. Um, You know, but Kowloon, uh, June 29th. Check that out. Also, on uh, August... I just got this, so I could tell you guys now, I just got, um, I believe August 3rd, I'm going to tell you guys right now because this just came in while I'm doing the podcast, um, August 3rd through 6th, I believe it is August 3rd through 6th, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me just get out of the unacceptables, imagine I was like, August 3rd through 6th, this bitch took her shoes off, you're like, wait, all right, um, come on, come on, loading, 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 loading. Here it is. Yes. August. I want to make sure that this is... uh, Yes, August uh, 3 through 6. Cleveland. Hilarities. 
I will be there. Check that out. Okay? Check that out. August 3 through 6, I'll be at Hilarities. And August uh, 11th and 12th, I will be at Governor's on the 11th and McGuire's in Long Island on the 12th. So that is August 3 through 6 at Hilarities in Cleveland, Ohio. I will be there. On August 11th, I will be in Levittown at Governor's Comedy Club uh, in Levittown, New York. And on August 12th, I will be in Bohemia, New York at McGuire's Comedy Club. That is right before I shoot the special. Uh, so check all of those dates out for more dates and everything like that. You can go to paulverzi.com. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, until episode 313, I am out of here. I will talk to you guys soon.